Hi, hello, namaste. My name is Koshagra. I am 11 years old and this is Small Talk, my first ever podcast. So today we have Pramod Punalori who is the co-founder of a board game company called Kitki. Kitki makes games based on educational concepts like science. The agenda of their company is to make kids appreciate education. So today I am going to interview their co-founder. So here is presenting Pramod Punalori. Hello. Hi. Hi Kushagra. How are you? I am all good. Tell us what do you do? What have I been up to? Um, Lots of things. Mainly as you know we make board games, right? We make board games that are a lot of fun, but based on yeah. um, educational concepts. Um, so, so part of my time goes into making, thinking about a new game idea. Uh, part of my time goes into wondering uh, how many people have purchased these games that we've already made uh, and how they are selling, where they are selling and what else can we do to, you know, make sure more people get to know about these games. Yeah, so these are all some of the things that we have to do. Yeah, I I like before uh, before preparing for this interview, I went to your website and, you know, I tried watching, I, you know, thought that let's watch one of these videos, like how to play videos. And I watched it about Operation Escape Evil. Yeah, that's a fun and it game. Was, it was really interesting. The concept was really simple. It was just a chase and win game. But like the magical powers and all that <laughs> made it really interesting. Yeah, science is magical, right? If you think about it, some of the things that actually happen when you mix just a couple of ingredients... Uh, can can be so fascinating if you think about it. We just don't normally associate magic as a term with science, but I think everyone would, should just see it that way. Uh, and that's what we wanted to bring out when we made that game as well. So, like the experiments in the cards, do they really happen? Yeah, they're all real. Oh, wow. Yeah. That if you so actually cool. have those ingredients, you could try um, some of them could be a little, uh, well, not okay. too dangerous, but but then you'll need supervision at least. So some of them are very straightforward. You would have those chemicals right at your home, actually. Uh, you could easily just try them and see how they work. Oh, wow, that is so cool. So you're an engineer who turned into a gaming entrepreneur. Tell us, how did that happen? Like, were you into playing a lot of games as a child? Or what was, like, what happened and you got interested in the game? Right. Yeah, very good question, actually. Uh, yes, I loved playing games uh, as a child. Uh, a lot of board games. Uh, my childhood was very different to your childhood. We really didn't have uh, mobile phones. We actually didn't have mobile phones at all. Um, 
just the computers itself just started coming out when i was in my 10th grade i think or 9th to 10th grade um so digital games were all too new at that stage so when i was a younger kid all we had was just board games and card games um and we used to obviously love playing those and whenever it's not like we had a lot of options as well it was very few so we used to get bored of them uh, quickly enough so i remember as a kid i used to improvise on some of those games make my own versions of rules uh, i used i remember i used to like you know making loops within the game so if you roll a dice you'll land on a step which will make you go to another step which will make you go to another step it'll just keep you in a loop <laughs> it used to be a lot of fun making making those things yeah so engineering to this i i didn't per se do engineering although i did graduate from an engineering college did a lot of common courses with all of them including engineering workshop and things like that um but uh, never really anticipated that i'll end up making these board games mm-hmm. just happened that we started doing these yeah it's like it just came to you naturally that once i nailed it yeah. <laughs> no not exactly as a dream uh see we we wanted to do something in the education space we we thought there were a lot of cool things that we missed um when we were growing up and we went to school we didn't we didn't like schooling really we thought we thought education is really boring never really was were interested in it and that's but but much later now when we think about all of those things we find them so fascinating uh we feel had we had that feeling at that point of time the way we would have learned would have been something else uh and so we wanted to give that experience back to kids so that they'll be able to you know learn better understand things better make better career decisions than us um so that's how we started and then when we were talking to kids doing some activities we realized how well games work with kids how well game our kids like games and if we uh, some other way integrate the learning into games it just was a hit when we were trying those activities so that's where we took a hint that this is what we should be doing yeah. uh and of course we were so interested all by ourselves in playing games so it all just made a lot of sense and then we started doing these yeah i saw some of the game designed by you and i love the fact how science concepts were turned into games like in escape uh, operation escape evil and so to make them interesting how does one gamify an idea of a game sticking in simple words how does one make an idea more interesting yeah uh definitely not simple uh especially because we are not trying to just gamify something we're trying to make a complete game out of it yes. so what we don't want is for you know having simple uh game mechanics like you know you do this then you'll get an incentive uh we just we didn't want that kind of simpler mechanics we wanted a proper game where you are completely engrossed in playing the game 
but then the learning actually happens in the background in a very subtle way where you're not you know forced to do something just because there's an incentive attached to it um so if you see our uh, game that is let's say three sticks uh, which is based on geometry um it the game is uh, is all based on shapes where you may use 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 just three different sized sticks to make all kinds of you know geometric shapes yeah. now in the game um uh, we don't force kids to learn you know how to make you know certain shapes how to calculate the perimeter of a certain shape or the area of a certain shape we're not forcing the kids to do any of that what you can actually do in the game is use all your creativity to think about how to use you know your limited available sticks to try and create a, as big a shape as you can so we, so in the game there are only three types of sticks right uh at a lot of times you'll end up with the challenge that you have only two of those sticks and you have to place those sticks somewhere on the board and through that you have to end up creating a shape hmm. so there's a lot of creative thought that starts popping up you start thinking if i put this stick here and this stick here maybe i'll make a square but if i put these two sticks over here instead i'll probably make a trapezium which may give me more points because it's more complicated and probably even bigger so the, you have you'll you'll basically start thinking a lot more creatively there than just uh, me forcing you to remember what the definition of perimeter is <laughs> or what the formula for that really is yeah uh, and in the process you'll end up appreciating geometry at a very different level yeah uh, then that's where you'll find fun in learning uh, once you get that then that then your classroom exercise you know hanger which just yeah. hangs you into geometry and then you get attracted like you start asking questions and all that exactly exactly yeah we we call that you know uh, uh, pinging your curiosity uh, yeah. we want we want you to start thinking basically through through the game if we can achieve that that's that's the best for us yeah that is a really you know fun idea because it just gives you a hanger and then you are <laughs> yourself curious so you look up on the web what is this what is that what is this <laughs> right right a good stimulus is what is needed hmm. so uh, i wanted to ask you some questions about your personal gaming choices so uh-huh. What was the first game you played? Uh I think I uh, this is long way long ago yeah. so I don't uh, yeah. I can't be sure about it but my best guess is either snakes and ladders it has to be snakes and ladders that's probably the simpler one uh, that I may have started with yeah snakes and ladders Yeah I can call snakes and ladders a very simple version of operation evil <laughs> right uh, yeah in fact i i now think of snakes and ladders as level 1 for any board game snakes and ladders is like the level 1 where yeah it's everything the is dependent on luck <laughs> right and uh, very little tactic or strategy or uh, any of those things or logical reasoning or any of these mm. skills that come in 
it's just plain luck that you are working with uh but it's still a fun game because you never know what will happen right so it's level 1 that That's is level 1 the beauty of, of the all the games you never know what's going to happen in the end <laughs> right yeah exactly so how many games do you own do i own ah hmm. oh, wow i don't know maybe around 20 um probably around 20 So How many do you own? Do you own board games? Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, not good. just board games. I love games as a very, you know, overall thing. So you know, I have video sure. games, I have sure. board games, I play sports, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Uh, we don't really hate digital games or anything of that sorts. We think even uh, digital games do. uh what we think we can do through board games so yeah as long as the games are uh fun and mm-hmm. at the same time uh you know making you think uh it's good yeah so which is your favorite one of the three uh my favorite ones are the simplest ones actually have you played this game called blocus yes yes i have it yeah that that is something that i actually uh, discovered only recently um, and i love it uh, especially because it's very easy to teach teach anyone how to play mm-hmm. a, play that game it's very simple set of rules right but at the same time throughout the game there's so much thinking that happens yeah. in terms of when to use which piece where do i place it um, i i love that kind of simple one or two rule kind of games but still mm-hmm. make it make it very interesting Yeah, like in our family, there is a challenge. Like everyone's blocking each other to get in their territory <laughs> shape. Oh, this invasion, yeah. that invasion, to make even make it even more uh, interesting. Like I do this invasion in your thing. This is your place. <laughs> I invaded and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I appreciate uh, the fact that the whole family can sit and play. at the same time it's not a it's not a childish kind of game that an adult would get bored with it's yeah. great it's great to yeah. fun to play that so who do you play with generally i um with my wife most of the time because she is the only one who is around apart from my 3 year old kid he can't so play, play these board games do you play new games Yes, I do play. Um, I do play very simpler versions of these games, yeah. though, uh, which are not set down as per the actual rules. Uh, we make up our own rules that are uh, that he can appreciate and and play. Like the ones you have designed, like three sticks. And... Correct, correct. I we he loves three sticks again. Not not the way we actually designed the whole <laughs> game. Those rules, because he doesn't really know geometry yet, right? But then yeah. he loves just placing those sticks and making different shapes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or any other time, any friend, any of our friends visit us. Uh, mm-hmm. Board game is one of the top things uh, on our list. Uh, that's what we end up doing most of the times. That is like one of the, our family culture. That board game is like a must. So, do you play online version of the game of board games? Little. Are they as much um, as the tabletop version? 
I think it depends on the person. In my case, I love board games more uh, than the huh. digital games. Uh, more because there's more, lot more physical wow. uh, and direct interaction that happens in a in a board game. Uh, online, it's largely just you. Um, in most cases, that is, uh, and you don't really know who the other person is or what yeah. kind of uh, you know uh, mind games work with that person. Uh, so, so I don't, I, I do play some of these, uh, uh digital games, but like what, but which ones, like which one? Um, I've been exploring all kinds. So sports are one like cricket and football. Um, I like some of the strategy games, uh, also like, I don't know if you've heard of Clash Royale. Neither do I yes. know if you are allowed to play. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I used to play it, but now I play FIFA. Which is a FIFA is nice. FIFA is nice. Um, so I I play them largely to experience different mm. stuff that is happening. Um, expose myself to what other things are people All are working on. Yeah. So if there would was a game. Des- to be designed on your life, what kind of a game would that be? Like, would it be a card game, board game, chase game? What kind of game? <laughs> oh wow! Uh, well, uh, as as exciting as it sounds, I don't think it will happen. But uh, but if there were a game based on my life. I think it would be very interesting if it would if uh, it would be a board game, mm-hmm. um, and if uh, there are different uh, junctures in the game, think of them as levels. Let's say um, yeah. after after you cross a certain level, there's a ma- big decision that you have to make about uh-huh. what you are going to do next. Um, so and and those can be some of the decisions that I may have made in my life. Uh, um, and allow you know players to actually come up with their their own thoughts on what they would have done if they were in my place. Yeah. Um, I think there's more that we can explore on it. Um, make it uh, make it a good mix of strategy and luck again. Uh, uh, fun, <laughs> very interesting thought. I never thought of something like that. <laughs> so, can you take us through the process of? designing a game like what is the full process <laughs> sure um ideation of course is where we start uh, so the first point first thing that we pick up is actually a concept because we are uh, mm. we make uh, these educational games right we don't mm. start off with a game we start with the educational concept yeah. um we think of what should the next game be about is it math or science or something mm. else and if it is math, what within math is a geometry, algebra, arithmetic, what what concept should it be on? Mm. Then we would start thinking which, what is the best way to explain that concept? Mm. Um, not necessarily thinking from a board game standpoint. Just what uh, is that you know stimulus that we discussed about this initially, right? What is it that hooks the kid? Um, and makes it exciting, makes the concept interesting, and makes them think more about the concept. So those are the things that we think about to begin with. Mm. Then we start thinking, how do we make a game around this this idea of us? 
of ours, yeah. this whole concept that we are now planning, how do we make a game around it uh, is, is what we then get into. Uh, there is, of course, some thinking around what, how, how deep do we want this game to be? Do we yeah. want this game to be, you know, quick play, uh, lots of luck-based, unpredictability, or do we want deep strategic thinking uh, or just, you know, logical, tactical uh, kind of thinking? So we do think some of those, but then those don't haven't necessarily uh, driven our thought process. Um, in some cases, yes, but not necessarily. So those end up being the, the, the byproducts of, of the game that we end up making, actually. Mm. Yeah, so that creation is, is the core concept. So in, for in, in the case of statistics, for example, we would have started off thinking, let's make a game based on math, let's do a one based on geometry. Um, and then the core idea of that game would be that um, if you have a right-angled triangle, and then if you keep adding right angle triangles to this mm. to this first one, you'll actually end up creating all kinds of geometric shapes. So if you take one right angle triangle, add one more to it, you, you immediately have a rectangle. The overall shape that it turns mm. out is actually a rectangle. Add a few more, you'll find a square. Add one more, you'll find a trapezium. You'll end up making all kinds of, you know, five, six, seven, even ten sided shapes. Mm. All with that first basic shape, which is the right angle. Right angle. Yeah. yeah. So that was the core idea in that case. Okay. And we thought there is so much interesting stuff that one can learn while just playing with these right angle triangles. Right. Mm. Uh, so that's where that was the initial thought. That is the idea. Yeah. Right? And then the, you gamify it. Correct. Now, then you'll think about, so how do we do this? Um, do we do the three sides of the right angle triangle as three different uh, sticks? Or we do the whole right angle triangle as one piece? Um, and then what exactly are the players doing while, while they're using these sticks and making shapes? Um, all of that is, is then, you know, little bits of game mechanics that start adding to the idea. And mm -hmm. once we think we have a decent um, uh, set of mechanics with a very clear end objective as to what the players should try to get to in place, mm -hmm. then we make a prototype of it. A prototype is a simpler version of the game that we can actually model. play. Correct, yeah. exactly, a model. Uh, so we make that in case of three sticks, actually we made it using uh, we drew, we, we put these dots on, um, on just a piece of paper and instead of stick and for sticks, we needed those different sized sticks, right? Uh, we actually, you know, found broomsticks and then we, we put broomsticks next to a scale and measured and cut them, uh, as per the size that we wanted them. We cut a whole bunch of, we probably cut half of a broom, <laughs> uh, as these sticks, um, fortunately we are doing this as adults. Uh, had I done this as a kid, my mom would have taken my case. <laughs> so, so that's, that's how we do prototyping as simple as that. Not much mm -hmm. of cost in just simply testing the idea. Ah, right? Correct. Exactly. 
So you then try it with whoever you have around you, uh, adults, uh, kids of different ages, then then even grandparents. You'll then see how each age group is treating it. What rules are they understanding? Which rules are they getting confused and about? And then you'll make small, small modifications in it. Yeah, exactly. So these are the iterations that keep happening from the first idea uh, of the game to the last one. There's easily about seven to eight iterations that we go through the major iterations. Uh, then we finally have a good uh, game in hand. That is when we actually go to a manufacturer and start talking to him about how exactly we can, uh, you know, finish this. Who helps? That's how you? the the artwork you mean the way it looks and the graphics no, the ideation the... all through is it just you um well i, I can't take the credit of everything <laughs> i okay. largely uh, am involved with the initial core idea what should the concept be on how the game should be uh, what what core concept could the game be around uh, and and some of those mechanics i come up with then um, the artwork and the detailed mechanics uh, these all happen with the whole team uh, and the artwork again largely is handled by uh, rohini who's my co-founder also turns out to be my wife uh, so she she is the creative one when it comes to using some of these um, uh, creative tools like uh, software tools like photoshop or illustrator and such so she is very good at things uh, with things like that i'm i'm no good with that so so she does all of that according to you what is the most tricky part of the game design process yeah very good question again what we find challenge or the tricky part is really um making a good balance of the game mechanics yeah. uh so no loopholes yeah you should make sure that the mechanics that you have are not too heavy on luck side uh for example let's say four players are playing and if one uh, is is really lucky then everyone else is just sitting there playing sadly right we don't want that to happen uh, we want a bit of control with each player so that's yeah. where a bit of logical reasoning creativity or strategy or tactical thinking all of yeah. these start coming in and once you bring those things in you should always make make it fairly balanced it should never be the case that one player because of you know let's say some unique characteristics of that player or because of the start that that player got in the game mm. uh, it shouldn't mean that that player is definitely going to win very mm, right? predictable each player, correct each player should always feel like they have a chance to win throughout the game until the end and uh part of the game right mm. they should always feel it's something is going to happen this um i could do this and then probably overtake this guy mm. uh so for you to be able to do all of that as a player there needs to be a very good balance of all the mechanics all these different rules that we come up with they should all be fairly balanced mm. that is where the whole trick is uh if that is not done properly you'll always receive complaints from people saying uh this guy is always winning or mm-hmm. um this has become too simple too quickly uh, or things like that uh, yeah. good balance is in the mechanics matters a lot yeah 
um so once you make the game how do you make people aware about them like how do you market mm. those games Yeah, it is a constant challenge. It's not like a challenge only at the beginning. Uh, even today, that's the big challenge that we face. Um, the one, there are many solutions, of course. So each company follows their own uh, strategy again within this to mm-hmm. to help people discover. Right. Uh, the strategy that we use is to uh, put up ads on Amazon. So Amazon is one place where we sell our games. Right. uh where people come search for some board games and end up finding our games also as part of the search results that come on amazon um so over there we do some ads uh so if if someone is searching for strategy board games let's say hmm. uh, there are a lot of strategy board games on amazon right it's very difficult for someone to find our game in that whole lot hmm. so what we do is we pay amazon uh some money and then amazon uh whenever someone is searching for strategy board games suggests that you know you know kitki also has this game called samrat which is based on you know indian history uh maybe you would like it as one of the search results mm. right then that is one way for people to discover oh there are these other games also uh-huh. uh and then they'll click on it then they see what it is and if they like it they'll end up purchasing it so that is one good way of discovery another aspect that we have been following since not too long ago probably one year now is social media yeah uh, so there are a lot of parents on um, social media like facebook and instagram we keep doing interesting things over there so that people can you know come across kitki they know what we are trying to do with education and how we are doing it through board games uh so so that is another way for us uh to f- achieve discovery so um i have actually designed a game for you uh, oh, like wow. a question game so okay. are you ready <laughs> okay fine i think so, so but let's go you get one point for each question answers correctly if you answer two <laughs> questions in a row correctly then you get three points and so on okay all right who's keeping track i hope you are the one who's scoring it yeah, yeah. So, okay all right the first question is which is the lightest element in the periodic table lightest element in periodic table that has to be the first one hydrogen yeah So oh, you have one point, okay? So okay. if you answer the next one correctly, you're automatically on three. Got it. Um. Then, how many triple word boosters are there in the board of Scrabble? Oh. Oh. You played Scrabble. I right? have no idea. I have played Scrabble. uh not to this extent that i would remember it uh, i'll have to take a guess here and say four wrong double oh. how many is that eight eight oh yeah remember okay. there is a box and 1 2 3 1 2 3 1 2 3 1 2 3 right 
Yeah, so eight. Yeah, I thought it was four in each quadrant. Oh, sorry, one in each quadrant. That's what, not one. Uh, two then. Yeah, got me there. Uh, then, how does rent get calculated for electric company in monopoly? <laughs> oh, it's long ago. Oh, how does rent get calculated? Electric company. If if. I'll give uh, you. And then I'm I'm confused with the the card game of Monopoly now. The rent I think is very different in that case. I, I'll um, give you a hint. It's really different. Yeah. And yeah. It is upon the dice that is rolled to yeah. reach there. Correct. So there's a multiple, I think. I don't remember what the. Yes, it's a multiple. Uh, is ten the multiple? If you own um, electric own company and waterworks both. So electric company is just times four the uh, number you rolled. But if you have electric company and waterworks both, then it gets times times ten. So I roll a four and come to electric company, and you also have uh, waterworks. Then I I have to pay forty dollars. Oh, if uh, oh okay, individually. If it is just electric company, how much was it? Uh, if I roll a four and come to electric company, then I have to pay sixteen because four times four is sixteen. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Then this is a simple one. Name okay. five games that are chess and win. Um. Can I can I name one of our games as well? Obviously, it's one of the games, so you can. Thank you, thank you. Uh. So so you said Escapable is one. Uh. <laughs> Space Pirates is a is a lot more chase and win because it's it's very literally pirates versus cops. So the cops are actually chasing in the game, uh. All while following you know Newton's laws as part of the game. um then uh, chase and when you could probably just say uh, snakes and ladders ludo uh, uh, what else okay fine i give up uh, which one what what do you think i missed um, which ones did i miss there's a game called trivial pursuit it's just on trivia trivial pursuit is one game of life is another ah! Uh, How can we forget <laughs> life in Monopoly? The the beach, yeah. business. Part of Monopoly. I, I just thought Monopoly has a little more than just chasing. But yeah, sure. Yeah. Business, <laughs> life, Monopoly. There are these are like the beach of no dice yeah, roll and move your pawn game. Keep moving, right? Yeah, exactly. What resources do you need to build a settlement in Catan? Settlement would be uh, these are four of them, right? Wood, brick, yeah. grain. What's the fourth one? Is it ore? You don't you don't need ore, or do you need ore? No, I don't think you need ore for this. What other resources do we have in this? The green card. Sheep, sheep. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I guess I am out of questions. Yep, I am. What what did I score then? Three, uh, two. You answered how many questions? I asked you six questions. 
ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ట్ I hope you enjoyed it and if you did you can check out his website called kitki.in and check out the wonderful games he designs and in my next episode i'm going to have manish jain yes the manish jain who makes math interesting through various games that's just one of his superpowers see you soon with manish jain then goodbye